Thank you for listening today on Podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to check us out at podcastwithpastorlarry.com. In just a moment, Pastor Larry will be teaching us a constant truth from God's Word to help us in this always changing world. You can always find more teaching with Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number four, others. That would be Freedom Church for others. Now, let's get to learning the Bible to live the Bible with Pastor Larry. Hey, this is Pastor Larry, and thanks for joining me today. Whether you're joining me here on Facebook Live, and by the way, it's Thursday, March the 10th. Hope that you're doing well, or maybe you're joining me through the podcast ministry at podcastwithpastorlarry.com. If you're on Facebook Live with me, go ahead and hit that like and share. Go ahead and share this uh, feed right now. And don't forget, you can invite someone with you at at the moment, as well as comment all along uh, through this study. Don't forget to set your notifications on, as you will be alerted every time I go live. If you're listening on this episode... Uh, with podcast with pastorlarry.com. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and uh, be sure that uh, you set your notifications on so you can be notified as well. And you can get this here at Pastor Larry uh, Podcast with pastorlarry.com or really wherever you get your podcast from. Again, thanks for being here today. We're going to jump right into our study, and we have been. Uh, talking about growing a deeper faith and a closer relationship with God. One of the things that we've been talking about is the idea of where do we start? And we basically looked at 10 things to start with that are indicative and should show up in the life of a person who is growing in the relationship with Jesus Christ. And now we've been talking about, over the last couple of episodes, some requirements for spiritual growth towards intimacy with God. Are you close to God? Could you say that you uh, are at that point in your life where you feel really intimate and close and and that your relationship with God is growing and it's thriving. You aren't just surviving. The first three requirements or prerequisites, if you will, that we looked at was the first one was the renewal of your mind. That's right changing our thinking patterns. The second one was a readiness to face your failures. You know, a good starting point is being able to admit when you're wrong, being transparent about that, talking with the Lord about that, confessing from that, and then it about that. And then it brings me to that third one that we learned on Tuesday, and that is a repentance of sin. Remember what the word repentance means. It means to change one's mind, but it also means to absolutely make a turnaround. It literally means to be going in one direction, make a 180, and start heading in the other direction. Do you truly desire to grow in your relationship with the Lord to the point where you can say, I have an intensely personal, intimate relationship with the Almighty God, my Heavenly Father. 
Is that your heart's desire? I hope and trust that it is. And if it's not, and if it's not where you desire and where God desires for it to be, then this is a great study for you and I. You know, there are things that God desires for us, and He enables us to do by the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. There are also some things that require our will, our choices, right? Our decision-making. And the truth of all of this is that one of the things that we've got to choose is that we never lose sight of, as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, never lose sight of this, is that the Lord that we love and worship is a holy God. So there is some requirements. God requires some things, and that should be expected, isn't it? Why? Because he's holy. But it goes back to where the rubber meets the road. And what what is that? Yes, Christ is our forgiveness, and he is our righteousness. But we must choose to grow spiritually and draw close to God. This is a choice that you and I must make, that all believers, those who say they profess Christ and that they have obtained Christ and that Christ is their Savior, there should be some patterns and habits in your life and in my life that indicate that we're not just a fan of this ideology of Christianity or God, but we're actually a follower. We're disciple, and what is a disciple? It's a person who's a student. It's a person who is a learner. They study under Jesus, and from that, we choose to grow spiritually, and we choose to grow closer to God, or we choose not to. There is a fourth requirement that I want to cover with you today, and that is to receive godly counsel. Every Christian no matter the state of their spiritual maturity, should have wise Christian friends with whom this person, you, I, can we can share our struggles with. We can share our faults with, our, our sin with, our failures and our spiritual desires and our hopes without feeling condemned. And by the way, we aren't the one who condemns. We make no judgment because we all, are found guilty, and we all fall short, right, of the glory of God. And so, therefore, this journey that we're on, growing into spiritual maturity, we should be able to be more sensitive to not only the needs of others, but realize within ourselves, we're not any different from anyone else. And ideally, the person that you can get godly counsel from, it would be a more spiritual, mature believer who can serve really as a mentor to you in your faith. If you do not have such a person in your life, I strongly encourage you to seek out that person. You say, Pastor Larry, where would I find that person? You would find that person at your home church, the place that you call a spiritual home, the place that you gather with other believers. It may be in a home. It may be in a building in a different location. It doesn't matter what the location is. 
What matters is that you're around other believers. See, we all must be open to receiving wise counsel, which is counsel really coach that's in love. Good godly counsel is done in love. It's done in forgiveness. And by the way, here's a good one. It's done in confidentiality. That's right. It's not something that gets blasted on uh, TikTok or uh, Twitter or Facebook. No, we, we have a heart and sensitivity to the real hurts and difficulties that people face. But we can learn a great deal, can't we? from other brothers and sisters in Christ. And as we listen to their experiences, and by the way, as they listen to yours, we can learn how God's Word has been applied in a wide variety, a wide variety uh, of situations and circumstances. And that is so true because every person's life is different. We've all experienced and gone through We've all struggled, but maybe the struggle has been different for you than others, but we all struggle. We also can benefit greatly from the insights into the truth of God's Word, and this is why it matters when I say not just counsel, but godly counsel, because God's Word is the liberator. It is the very thing that brings comfort and hope, is it not? And from that advice and from that counsel, it helps us to understand regarding our unique God-given plan and purpose for our life. See, none of us, and I want you to get this, none of us are called to be a lone ranger in the faith. You see, Pastor Larry, I don't need anybody. Well, number one, that's not true, but I think you're not looking at the bigger picture. Others need you. See, we're called to relate to one another. We're called as the body. That's how Christians within the family of God are referred to. We are referred to as the body of believers that function as a family, and we are to be interdependent on one another in areas including the sharing of wisdom and knowledge. You know, it's not a far stretch to realize that there are people in the faith that know more than you and I. And we may know some more than others, but collectively, we help others and others help us when we're together. In order, though, to benefit from and to give wise counsel, you got to be willing, and here's the hard part, to be transparent in our own lives and be vulnerable, yes, emotionally, even in the presence of others. And that's hard, isn't it? And the reason it's hard, because we have in our mind maybe how someone took advantage of our vulnerability, and they weren't very private in being confidentiality, and they shared what maybe they shouldn't have shared. Well, my friend, that person's not really wise in their dealing. But see, sometimes we are hesitant, and I hear you, but we got to be candid and forthcoming and truthful in all that we say and do, and even in the areas that we're hesitant about. See, a person who is willing to get 
get godly counsel. This person, though that's opposite of that, does that doesn't seek wise counsel of others, well, that person is limited to their own perspective, their own deductions, their own reasoning ability and information. So the person who says, I'm not going to get godly counsel, I don't need anybody, I'm an island to myself. Well, my friend, you're going to be very limited in a lot of areas in your life. That means you're only left with your thoughts, your deductions, your reasoning and ability and information. And my friend, that's not healthy. And that, my friend, is a great limitation. No matter how brilliant of a person that you may be. You know, we never outgrow our need for wise counsel. No matter how spiritually mature that we may be or think we may be, do not limit, though, your area of counsel just to one area. Get godly counsel in all areas of your life. Some people need good counsel or godly counsel when it comes to finances. Well, you wouldn't get good godly counsel from someone who can't manage money or who has squandered their resources or from someone who is in debt constantly. We need good godly counsel in our prayer life. Still others may need good, wise, godly counsel regarding marital and family problems, even like parenting. God's wisdom extends to every area of our human existence. You can never receive, folks, enough wisdom. You can't pray enough. You can't read and study your Bible enough. If believers around you do not seem to be able to give you wise counsel, there is other resources. There are other places and ways to get godly counsel. Perhaps it could be even godly men and women in professional fields. Or you could go to books. There are great books. See, Pastor Larry, I don't like to read. Well, what about podcasts? Oh my, there are unlimited resources of podcasts, even like this one, if you are connecting to this podcast. And many are produced by very strong, godly Christians. Much of the wisdom of the Christian church throughout the ages is available to to you, yes, in books, commentaries, Bible teaching, like through podcasts, and all other sorts of media. What am I saying? There's really no excuse to not get good, godly counsel. And finally, there is a resource that we often overlook. We often look horizontally, but what about vertically? What am I saying? We can seek God for wisdom. Ask the Holy Spirit to be your counselor, to guide you in all spiritual truth. This is what he does. Jesus promised his disciples. In John 15, 26, Jesus said to the disciples, 
he said, Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. So if you're saved, my friend, you have the Spirit of Christ in you. And he testifies of the almighty, all-knowing, all-powerful Jesus. The Holy Spirit, according to John 16.8, is given to us to convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. In other words, the Holy Spirit in us enables us to discern at all times, good from evil. Well, I just don't know. I bet you do. And I bet you can figure it out with God's help. He's able to help us discern what is good, what is wrong. He's help us, He helps us to discern righteousness from unrighteousness. But what does the Word of God say about receiving and getting good godly counsel? Well, we go to the book of James. In James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8, James says this, If any lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men, listen, liberally and without criticism. He doesn't withhold it, and it will be given to him. So we have a liberal God with wisdom. He gives this freely and abundantly. But let him ask in faith without wavering. So you don't stop short of asking God. You come to him with confidence, knowing he'll give what he's promised. For he who wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed with the wind. Let not the man think that he will receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. What is James saying? Our thinking on our own is corrupt, and it can't be relied upon. Because we are tossed around like the way we're just driven around, and you know we're going one direction one minute, and another, another direction uh, at another time, and but God gives us wisdom and helps us to stay focused in those areas that we need in our life. There's another passage about godly wisdom, and that is from John 16, verses 12, 13, and 14. John says, I have yet many things to tell you, but you cannot bear them now. But when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but he will speak whatever he hears, and he will tell you the things that are to come. He will glorify me. This is Jesus speaking. And Jesus says, this Spirit will glorify me. He will receive from me and will declare it unto you. Well, how can I draw close? How can I get God's wisdom? You allow the Spirit of Christ in you to guide you into all wisdom. John also said in the same chapter, John 16, verses 8, 9, 10, and 11, when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. He will convict of righteousness because I am going, this is what Jesus said, to the Father, and you will see me no more. And of judgment, because the ruler of this world stands condemned. 
So Jesus had just risen from the dead, and he's about to ascend into heaven, and he is meeting with the disciples the last time, and he is letting them know, I'm leaving. And they're like, no, we need you. And he says, I must leave, but I'm going to send a comforter. I'm going to send myself in spirit to you. So while I'm not here physically, I'm going to be with you everywhere you go spiritually. And you will always have me at your beck and call. I will always be obtainable. I will always be accessible. What an incredible thought. Because there's moments in our life where at times we feel alone. And we feel like we don't have help, but there's always help through Christ. James said this in James chapter 1, verse 19. Therefore, my beloved brothers, he says, and he's speaking to believers, my beloved, my brothers that I love, those that are in my family of God, let everyone, check this out, be swift to hear, slow to speak. It's hard to get good, godly counsel when we're doing all the talking or we're over-talking someone. Are you able to stop and listen and hear the Word of God to you and hear what God's Word says to you? So what are the requirements? What is God asking of us to develop intimacy with Him? He's a holy God, and he asks that you come to him, and he asks some things from us. So follow me. That's what Jesus said. Follow me, but when you follow me, I want you to look like me and act like me, and I want you to actually carry out my work. So that means you got to have a renewal of your mind. Change the way you think. We lay aside our worldly thoughts and ideology and our false beliefs, and we change our thinking patterns to the truth of God's Word. But we also are ready to face our failures. We own up to it that we can't do it on our own, that we are insufficient, but Christ in us is sufficient. He is all-sufficient. And as Paul would say, We can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. This doesn't mean you can jump off a building and defy gravity. What this means is, yes, life is real and there are real struggles, but Christ in us will strengthen us and give us hope and give us peace and give us grace to persevere even through the most difficult times in our life. Christ strengthens us. And when we're weak, He is made strong. To admit your weakness, that's not a failure. I've said this before, and here's a great statement for you and I today. Failure is not fatal. Failure, okay, is not fatal, but the, but, but, the refusal or failure to change may be. So you falling and having flaws and making mistakes and sinning, it's not fatal as a believer in Christ. But at some point, 
you've got to recognize this isn't what pleases the Father. This isn't what God wants, and I need to change. That is a good pattern. That is good thinking right there. But also repentance. When you see that you're wrong, God convicts you that you're wrong. You see that whether your actions or your deeds, your words or your deeds are wrong, you repent of that. You turn from that. You change your direction. And then the fourth fault that we just covered today was make sure you're getting godly counsel. You've probably heard this before as I close. You kind of are who you hang around. Maybe your parents said this, you are to what you are what you eat growing up. There is truth in those things that often our environment and our circumstances have a way of molding and fashioning us. But may I remind you that Paul said in Romans 12, be not conformed to this world, but you be transformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know what helps transform us? Yes, the Word of God, and that is the best place to get godly counsel off, obviously. We go to the author, but at the same time, you surround yourself around those who love the Lord. And it's hard, and we'll talk about this next time, serving others. It's difficult and impossible to serve God or be around others because those who don't love God won't help you serve God. So if you're surrounding yourself around people who are, man, anti-Christian and anti-God and they're mocking this whole thing and they're just derogatory and demeaning and is that a true friend to you? And if they don't love God, My friend, they're not going to help you serve God. So where you get your godly counsel from, if at all, matters. So hope that you give these and embrace these, these thoughts and these as we study through. Remember, growing a deeper faith and a closer relationship with God. I want to thank you for joining me today, whether it's on Facebook Live or you have uploaded this podcast at either Podcast with Pastor Larry or wherever you get your podcast. Again, thanks for being here. Can't wait for to be with you next time. Hope you'll join me very soon and invite someone to come with you. Until then, as always, you are loved and you are prayed for. God bless. Thanks for joining us today for Podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Connect with Pastor Larry at podcastwithpastorlarry.com to hear weekly biblical teaching. You can always find more teaching of Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number for others. That would be Freedom Church for others. This is a listener-supported podcast. Feel free to partner with us to further our reach of the gospel to the world. If you feel led to give, please log on to PastorLarry.org. Again, thanks for connecting to Podcast with Pastor Larry.